This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We got Jerry Jones coming up at 10.30. Also, it is a shout-out Friday, 877-881-1053. If you want to text in, get involved in the shout-outs, or in any of our content for the day, shout-out to whatever is happening on Corey's computer. What is this? It looks like a giant green line out of Tron. Yeah, it's like Matrix is happening in real life. And there's nothing else on that screen. You got your laptop ready to go, though, right? (laughs) Nope. Oh, dear. So, my question... I have a huge question, though, to start off. Okay. If your tire is kind of low on Uh your car, does it mean there has to be a hole in it, like a nail? Like, it's a slow... Like, I keep putting air in it. There is probably... There's probably, like, a nail in it. If it keeps getting out, then yes, there is something wrong. Is there ever a point where your tire just gets low? How did air get out of your tire if there's not a hole in it? Very valid question. That's it. That's my question. And then okay. heat, and, heat and cold, cold also will, does yeah. compress and, and decompress. Yeah, yeah, expand. Words. <laughs> I like compress and decompress yeah. better. All right. So, Tony Pollard, 12 yards away from getting 2,000 yards in a season. So, my question for y'all is, do you still view 1,000 yards as a big deal for running back versus wide receiver. And, like, do you think it's a big deal across the board? Do you have differing opinions? All right, so to add in how many touchdowns, he's almost at 10 touchdowns now, too. Like, that's a factor. So for to, okay. so that's mm. production. That's not just, uh, hey, you gathered lots of yards because we gave you lots of carries. I think, Kevin, the the total number. And he actually has 12 touchdowns 12? Okay. with receiving, too. Uh, and that, I think, is it nine touchdowns? Rushing. Rushing. Correct. Okay. And he can get to 10, which I think is a great barometer of his pr- production. Ooh. Kevin, what's his uh, what's his uh, yards per carry? 5.3. That's really good. Like, oh, that's, my gosh. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. And there are, you have multiple 20-plus yard runs and multiple 20-plus yard runs for touchdowns. So, when I look at the totality of what he's accomplished this year, 1,000 yards may not, does not in itself define something. But to add on to all the other things that show efficiency, that's I think that's where we've learned, Mike, that's where analytics, I, d- I think, does help. Is you say, okay, like it wasn't just he got a whole bunch of carries and he was good. He also was efficient with every – he was getting this – this number, this is your, where you want the standard to be, and that's what he's done this season. I hear you, and I like that that's a number for Tony Pollard, but that's not a number for, let's say, um, Derrick Henry, or okay, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, And I don't think it's a number for uh, C.D. Lamb anymore. Uh, I, I think that for Tony Pollard it is because he's kind of a shit. So if you can get two guys at a thousand yards and you can get Zeke yeah. and Pollard at two thousand yards, I think it's a big number when you kind of have a shared backfield. 
I think when you don't have a shared backfield, I do think 1,500 yards is the major number for me. Okay, because 1,000 yards and Zeke is at 866, if people were curious. And I think that's good as a group, especially that Pollard has missed a game because of, I don't know how hurt he was last week, but I get why they sat him out, right? Um, And just, by the way, just as an aside, is Zeke has 37 more carries than Tony Pollard this year. He's less efficient. Like, that's for that's for, for sure. sure. Runs probably more on known rundowns, for sure, too. Yeah. Uh, Although but, with the Cowboys, that could be all the downs, yeah, right? And, that, and you know what? I, I hope they can run physically and effectively in the playoffs, too. I hope they continue to do that because, th- like, that just – I was – Mike, I was watching Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin highlights this morning, and I was okay. like, man – that was really good, but it was good because of the balance. Like, it was good because Emmett Smith was going to rock you, too. Everybody did their jobs well. Now, you brought up CeeDee Lamb, which is interesting because I had also made oh. a note about him. He surpassed 1,000 yards for the second time in three seasons, but last year he got 1,100 yards. This year he's up at 1,300 yards, yeah. and now I kind of feel like that's going to be the bar going forward. Better, like, better season than Amari ever had. Sure. Really? Like yeah. by numbers? Yep. Okay. Uh, touchdowns, uh, not, I think he's actually just, he needs another touchdown. Okay. But most Receptions receptions, yards. yards, he's been more productive than Amari ever was in his first year as a number one. And I agree with you. Now he's gone here. And Kevin, if you, let's say at the end of the year, he finishes like to this, this Sunday's game, he gets a hundred yards, he gets 1400, sure. whatever yards. Then next year he gets 1200, but he has 15 touchdowns. Then you can look at it yeah. and go, yeah, no, man, this this is the balance is there. You're producing. Because especially with the expanded schedule, a thousand yards is fifty-nine yards a game. Which like that in of itself does not seem impressive, although I know making it through an entire NFL season healthy is a big deal. Over the last five years, I just want to see where y'all are at at this. How many running backs do you think run for a thousand yards and on average per season? A thousand? Six. I was going to guess 10. Okay. You said six? Yeah. It's 10 to 11. And the reason why I have the gap is there are seven that are within 100 yards of getting to 1,000 this year. So there's how many a, are How many then are within 100 yards of not getting to 1,000? Does that make sense? Like they're, they're just over 1,000 by like 100, just oh, less than 100 yards. That I don't okay. know. Is, so there's 10 this year, 7 last year, 9 the year before, 16 the year before, and 9 in 2018. So okay. about 10 or 11 per year. How many receivers do you think get to 1,000 yards a year? 20. Yeah. 20? Yeah. Very good. Is, are you including tight ends too? I am not. Okay. Just wide 21. receivers. <laughs> 22 to 23. Okay. And we so, yeah. And I mean, so the games change, right? It's a little over 60% passing and 40% running. And so. so it doesn't surprise you that about about twice as many, it varies from year to year, but about twice as many receivers hit 1,000 yards as yeah. running backs. Right. All right. So then do you still view 1,000 yards as a bigger deal in theory for a running back than a wide receiver? I guess in theory, if you're making me choose, yes, a thousand is maybe a little bit more difficult to get as a runner than a, a receiver, but I still don't find that as a number that impresses me at all. I, I would, Kevin, if you can, in your uh, next week's uh, research project. Okay. I would Play like to know the amount week. of attempts. Uh, like, uh, if are the attempts up 
for passing as opposed to running. It feels like it has to be. Yeah, in general, sure. yes. But this has been in like an odd renaissance year for the running back okay. and for running. So you have seen an uptick in run plays this year. But in general, like if you're looking at trends 5, 10, 15 years, you're absolutely right. I'll have to get back to you on the statistical differences. That's interesting, too, because... Did you feel like the Rams, because this is a copycat league, did you feel like the Rams and the Bengals were running teams last year? I mean, not particularly. I didn't think, no. like, I didn't look at the Rams and be like, oh, man, you, like, straight away think of Matthew Stafford and Aaron right. Donald. And then with the Bengals. And, then, and also Cooper Cup. Yes, and- yes, exactly. And with the Bengals, you're thinking, I'm thinking Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. T. like Higgins. Yeah. yeah, and so those were the people that jumped to mind. Not to say that they had no run game. Yeah. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But in a copycat league, I didn't think of those two teams as, like, ground and pound teams. No, I'm with you. And I know I'm, I'm- – I'm staying on the topic here, but I'm just thinking about most likely the Cowboys' first-round opponent. I know it can change, but if you think of Tampa, they used to be a running team. When you played them in week one, you thought, oh, could Leonard Fournette run on you? And now you don't think of them at all as a running team, which is a great matchup for the Cowboys. I I know the name Tom Brady, it still does scare me in playoffs. I I get he's not a top-five quarterback anymore, all of those things, but – I think great matchups for the Cowboys. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'd love your opinion here as we're talking about running and where passing in a thousand do you yards. Think Tampa is in the run hierarchy. Bottom third? Dead last. Oh, wow. Okay. Dead last. And isn't that great By for a 200 team? yards. And Hankins isn't coming back for the first round of the playoffs? Do we know that or Ooh, not? Know I that? feel like he might be. Yeah, okay. I, I thought that he could, might be. That yeah. could LDE help. Too. But I mean,. It scares me against San Francisco. I know Brock Purdy doesn't scare me too much, even though his his numbers are pretty good. He's not turning over the ball, throwing two touchdowns a game. Is I just think of the Cowboys, and if a team can dictate tempo and dictate the clock, you could get in big trouble. That being said, you know it also worries me a lot that Nashawn Wright is probably going to be on the field a hundred percent of the snaps or close to a hundred percent of the snaps in a playoff game. That you know. Mike Evans or Godwin or whoever it is, but teams like Green Bay that can run the ball that you're better than, but they can run the ball. Teams like San Francisco that you might not be better than as a team, but they can dictate the time and the tempo and the flow of the game because you struggle so much to stop the run. Maybe that changes when Hankins comes back. Now, Mike, you asked a question about your tire to start, and we had a lot of helpful things. Thank you. In addition to the possibility of a nail or a screw being in your tire, multiple people said you could have a damaged rim or a valve issue. And now the valve issue, you can knock that out significantly cheaper than if you have a rim issue. So, could be rim, could be valve, could be something is in your tire. Okay. I think more often than not, something being in your tire yeah. is the most likely outcome, but there are other possibilities. Could be the rim. Somebody's going to have to do that. Somebody's going to have to take care of it for him. It's 10 o'clock in the morning, for God's sake. Hey, uh, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's go. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's continue the TCU Georgia hype and... Besides Cowboys Commanders, what NFL game are you most interested in this weekend? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Third and seven here. Again, they bring pressure. Max retreats, throws it underneath, catches made by Quentin Johnson. Got to make a man miss, and he does. And here he goes. Down the right-hand sideline, Quentin Johnston in a full sprint for 76 yards. And a frog scored with 13.07 to play in this fourth quarter. TCU answers. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We're only three Days away from the national championship game between TCU and Georgia. And if you're thinking, I want to root for TCU, but I also want to make sure everybody knows I'm rooting for TCU. G-Bag Nation will be live at Rally House today, the Fort Worth location in Hewlett, or I guess I should say the Hewlett location to get you ready for Monday night. And by the way, in addition to just seeing the guys, you can see Gavin Dawson, doing the broadest, and they're going to be giving away 30 gift cards. You mean wearing the cul-de-sac haircut? That's right. Somebody on the Twitch. I guess the way I phrased it, it was odd. Yeah, there were so many other broadest things I could think, like LSU, uh, doing a crawfish boil. There are all these things I was thinking of. Not that. the um, There was somebody on the on the Twitch stream this morning told me, asked me when I was going to shave my head to be more like you guys. I was like, hey, I still have it. You can bond with Joey. Uh-huh. Joey and he I has have hair. If you could grow a full head of hair, wouldn't you? Yeah. I would. Sure. I would have, if I could have sure. hair like yours, I would have hair like yours. I might get a different haircut, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I don't have a haircut right now. I'm just, I was yeah. going to let it grow out. Shaved Carter's head last night. My son Carter, not this Carter. For punishment? No, he or? was like, he came oh, out, okay. you know how he had that real long <laughs> hair that. thing going? And he just oh, came yeah. out and was like, dad, I want to shave my head. And I was like, are you depressed? I'd and still like, love no. to have a beautiful wig. Like a real wig that people are just thinking, is that his hair? Do you want not like crap your wig. colored a toupee? Locks. Oh, no. I like, think I'd have to match the beard, okay, right? Okay, gotcha. Wouldn't, wouldn't I have to be, yeah. to make it look real? I've seen some that are the, in the old hair color. You know, like you roll out the. I used to be a redhead. I'm telling you, man. One time, I swear we're gonna get to TCU. One time, <laughs> this guy. That was the plan. One time, this guy we work with at the newspaper had a toupee <laughs> and it matched the rest of his hair color. And then he came back and he got the toupee dyed and. People like ran up and they're like, "Oh my gosh, did you see so and so?" Yes, I saw it. It's and obvious. I was like, "No, what happened?" Because I hadn't seen him that day. Oh no! And so I like made sure to. I was like, "What in that? Why did he do that?" How hard can you look? Whenever you kind of maybe notice that somebody has, do you just kind of stand behind them over their shoulder a little bit and just like 
really get I, into it? See, no, I think the good news is I didn't move away from my desk and my computer, so I was able to, like, look around like I was looking at the phone or doing something else and, like, get the the proper glances uh-huh. in gotcha. to, like, really understand what was going on. It was astonishing. I love the commitment. So, like we were saying, TCU. Yep. All right. Hypnotum. The state breakdown of who's voting for who or who's rooting for who. 28 states are rooting for TCU. And 21 states are inaccurately rooting for Georgia. I get Georgia roots for Georgia, but 22 states are rooting for Georgia. 28 states are rooting for TCU. I don't, I care who wins. I want TCU to win. Absolutely. I just want it to be another great game. Like the semi Yeah, I don't Ooh. have, I want TCU to win. So I don't want any TCU fan to get this wrong. I am rooting for TCU. But if it ends up being a Virginia versus Texas Tech basketball game where it ends up being a last-second situation, and if Georgia were to win, it would be heartbreaking. Yeah. But it would just be awesome to be engaged. I worry about the point spread. I do worry about Vegas seeing this a two-touchdown game. Yeah. Is that I don't want it to be... 35 to 20 with 10 minutes to go even though that's you can come back in college football they stop the clock every three seconds for some reason i don't know if this makes a difference to you mike but this year against the spread georgia is seven and seven and tcu is 10 three and one so they have a history especially in high level uh situations of beating the spread and that's why the money is coming in on tcu 84 percent of the bets and 69% of the money thus far has been bet on TCU, which I, I get is in part two because that is a staggering point spread for the championship. And game. how many times like does TCU does the TCU fan base get to bet this too? Like how many how does that affect it at all, do you think? Darren Ravel told me they didn't have enough betters. What? Is that inaccurate? He said they couldn't fill their allotment of bets. Why? Hold on, is Darren Ravel always accurate? Sometimes he just makes stuff up, whether it's about TCU tickets or how many people play pickleball. Sometimes he just makes things up. Did he but delete it? I don't think so. And he's just like, that's fine. I lied. Who cares? Is how much is it going to cost you to get into the game? I know that's what you're so thinking. SoFi Stadium. Or you cannot tailgate. College football. Yeah, you can't tailgate right. there. 50 bucks. They don't care about football in L.A. <laughs> on average? Yes. $250. The lowest price seat on average, $390. Good God. And that's if you sit in section 551. So you're, you're, you, you got like, a ways. You, you are told a game is happening from those <laughs> seats. Right. Like you're like, Probably. Like, yeah, hold on. All I'm, right. I've been told. Okay. Rumors are. So you want something better you want a better seat all right better i I hear you let's go field level vip behind the tcu bench is that more what you're looking for in terms of good seats and everything absolutely seven thousand dollars per ticket how much seven thousand dollars per ticket why it's well, the you're sitting right behind the bench. You know, the it's a, TCU bench. You know what's amazing is somehow I got lucky enough in this first ever playoff situation that I got tickets on the 50-yard line, like 20 rows up, to the uh, Ohio State uh, Marcus Mariota game. That was uh-huh. Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus Mariota game. And you went or you yeah, sold I went. Them? Okay. I was there, and uh, we did a show. Uh, G-Bag Nation, we did a show at some bar really close to there in Arlington. And then from there, 
uh, I went to the game. It was kind of a last-minute thing. I didn't even know I was going to the game until that day. And it was like, I believe it was maybe uh, Spr- Spring Creek Barbecue. Um, it was like, hey, we got a couple extra tickets if you'd like to go. And I was like, sure, Dad, you want to go? And he's like, yeah, let's go. And it was great. It was really fun. Now, if somebody would have said, you have to pay even $1,000, which I know those are probably yeah. nowadays $10,000 tickets to go to this game, it sounds like at least, is I would probably not. Uh, spend that much money on that game, but it was really fun. And a super cool story along the way, TCU running back Amari DiMarcato is, he grew up about five minutes from SoFi Stadium, has never walked into that stadium. And this will be yeah. the first time to play for the national How championship. How old is that stadium now? Three years? Is it more than that? I think it's just a couple more years than okay, that. Okay, all but right. I That's, feel kind of dumb because I don't actually I know hope, the answer. I hope he destroy. I hope he just rips them to shreds, and the Georgia can't stop him. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3. The fan is the Mavericks did release Kemba Walker. I've seen people texting in. Will this mean? I just bought a Walker jersey. <laughs> no, you didn't. You Will just this bought a Walker. To something bigger is more playing time for the young people. But if you're looking for like some sort of amazing roster move, I do not think that corresponds with this. Coming up next. We're not getting Giannis? We will, (laughs) you know, not off of this move, I would say no. Coming up next, we will talk with Dallas Cowboys owner and GM Jerry Jones. Plus, we will get Dallas Cowboys bingo started. All of that next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford. Built for Texas. Built for you. It is the owner and general manager of your Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir. Hey, Kevin, Corey, Mike, good morning. Well, we love having you on, especially to talk about the Cowboys, but there is always league things happening, and I was hoping you could shed some light on it, on the playoff situation for us are the owners voting on anything about neutral site playoff games or anything like that today? Yeah, when I hang up, I will immediately go into, I'm delaying the meeting because of this show we're on. Thank you. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> when I hang up at 11, I'll get on a, a call and uh, we're going to vote to uh, 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 make uh, an accommodation uh, for our circumstances uh, because of the uh, concern and uh, uh, what we needed to adjust because of DeMar Hamlin's uh, injuries. And uh, so uh, that'll be done and should be finished by noon. I, I know I'm sure sometimes these meetings can be unpredictable, but do you imagine this being a contentious vote or everyone being like, yeah, we got the plan. Let's do what was announced last night. Uh, if the teams that will be the more uh, impacted right now, uh, the, the issue is always, well, it's one thing to, in fairness, uh, to reset the rules as you move through the season. On the other hand, make no mistake about it, everybody realizes that this was such an exceptional happening and the impact uh, of the uh, uh, just the impact, uh, the uh, uh, total uh, impact, uh, I keep overusing the word, but the total scope of uh, what uh, Monday night was about uh, calls for uh, an adjustment Jerry, in, the, in midstream, so to speak, as we're playing this season out. This is a critical time, uh, home field advantages, 
that are earned by how your team has played over the year. Uh, these are all very valuable things that uh, have uh, no use but really uh, right now uh, are considered not to be confused with sensitivity with the injuries of Hamlin at all. Jerry, when uh, this might doesn't specifically have to do with this specific vote, but oh, you know, just in general in the history of Jerry Jones with the league, are you more likely to go against the grain whenever votes come up, or go with the group? Uh, generally, uh, I think we find uh, ways that uh, have certainly assuaged my uh, concerns, uh, and then I'm impacted by. Uh, uh, the group, and uh, uh, again, this sounds like a answer of hitting all boxes, but I'm impacted <laughs> by the makeup of the group, and so, uh, yeah, I can be influenced, and I look over and I say, well, I like their perspective, and uh, uh, they're in this particular case, you'll have people speak out that this directly impacts more than others, and I want to listen to those guys. Now, Jerry, I I said, and I've said this before, if if aliens came to our planet and somehow found themselves at the Hall of Fame looking for great leaders and humans, that one of the first people that I want them to find is Darren Woodson. Now, I know your bust is in there already, too, so obviously they want to they check Jerry Jones out. But do you agree that Darren Woodson could save the planet if, uh, if aliens had to have a discussion with him? <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go right along with your... <laughs> Sentiment there, and uh, more than sentiment, uh, he's uh, uh, he's never wavered. He's been so consistent. Uh, Darren seemed like that the first time that he walked uh, to the cow walked on the field at the Cowboys, he was the way that he is now. Uh, but he's solid. He's sensitive. Uh, but make no mistake about it, there's a tremendous Hall of Fame football player inside, uh, apart from his demeanor and his leadership skills. Is it safe to assume you feel the same way about the Hall of Fame worthiness of DeMarcus Ware? Yeah, I, uh, uh, it's almost trite to, for me to speak uh, about him being uh, uh, eligible or him being a logical choice to the Hall of Fame when we've all seen it. Anybody that has kept up with the NFL and certainly kept up with the Cowboys uh, would, in my mind, be... Uh, have been blind not to see that he was a Hall of Fame player when he played. Now, Jerry, uh, Dak is he's 9-1 and one against Washington. Mm. His numbers against Washington are phenomenal. And I've talked about this with Mike before a number of times. In baseball, there are hitters that are just really good against certain teams, and it happens in certain sports that just – I don't know if it's the jersey color or what. Why do you think Dak and, I mean, the Cowboys in general are so good against the NFC East with, uh, with Dak Prescott? I think it speaks to his leadership, and I've got a tongue-in-cheek when I say this. Uh, when the nation capital gets involved, which I think of leadership or following them as leaders, when the nation capital gets there, he knows how to give them some capital punishment. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that is tremendous right there. I was curious, in terms of this game and all of the relevant games, y'all's playoff seeding happening at the same time. Like, if the Eagles were blowing out the Giants at halftime, would y'all monitor that and then, you know, adjust your strategy accordingly in terms of playing starters and everything? No, no, that's a good question. It's a real good question, but Thank no. You. 
well, we uh, don't go beyond uh, uh, what's between that between the lines out there on the field at the time of the game, and in general, looking ahead at all would be specifically in the best interest of the club. You say, well, couldn't you get a little of that indication from another game that's going on? But as to how we play this game, uh, I've, I've never been in a situation where another game going on at the same time impacted a game you're playing in. Jerry, I know I'm going way back in time when you were playing for Arkansas and you won a national championship. Do you get more nervous as a fan when it comes playoff time, do or die time, versus when you were at Arkansas playing for a national championship? Yes. Yes, of course. Uh, I was uh, always more worried about uh, uh, getting my man uh, or making uh, my own uh, physical performance or or not messing up or not getting a penalty. Uh, And uh, uh, certainly I was aware uh, just all you had to do was run out on the field and you were aware that you were getting to be a part of something special. And so I just let that be a part of making uh, me try to go a level above above what I was capable of. Uh, We used to have 1,000, 2,000 people watch us practice and be 30 feet from you at practice. And I often said, I don't know that I could have played at a lesser level because that made me much better than I was. To be that close, 30 feet away from fans on a spring afternoon, make you have a game, a spring practice as though you were in the uh, Super Bowl. And so I was motivated by my surroundings at Arkansas. Micah Parsons said he's going to be good to go without the uh, the wrap or kind of the club, as we talked about, on his hand. How big of an impact will that make for Micah? And then can you give us any insight onto how he lacerated his hand to begin with? Well, uh, the uh, first of all, yes, the uh, club uh, wrap that he called it or, or that we call it uh, will give him more flexibility in being able to uh, catch a ball and have an interception or or do those type of uh, uh, plays. And so, yeah, it's better not to have the big on in terms of your effectiveness. Uh, and, uh, no, I don't have anything to add to, to how he did it, but uh, uh, he ended up with a laceration. And, and so uh, uh, bottom line is I'm glad it's healed. And it is healed. Jerry, you, you mentioned with Sean and RJ, maybe it was a couple weeks ago or last week, I was listening in, and uh, and you were talking about the pass rush, and you said you sat with Will McClay, and, and y'all were looking at some things technique-wise and schematically that said, okay, we can open this back up a little bit more. And I was just wondering, is there a, like a part of of coaching and part of it that says, let's just, let's maybe let's not do that. Maybe let's hold out and be a little more vanilla so that when we get to the playoffs, there is an element of surprise or is it just every week it's all out? No, no, absolutely. There's adjustments. Unquestionably there's adjustments. I'm going to go way back. I'm going to go back uh, uh, to when Barry Switzer was uh, head coach of the team. And, uh, uh, he, uh, it was his first year, first camp. We hadn't played a game. And we go into training camp, and I'm, we're in the defensive room. And Barry uh, was just observing in the defensive room. And they had the what they call the nine technique of a defensive end, and he was way outside. 
and they had him applying pressure or had him also covering the flat. And Barry uh, stopped, and he said, guys, he said, uh, uh, and he said, I'm learning because I'm uh, you guys are uh, uh, coaches and have been in pros, and I've come from college. But he said, I have probably been to 100 coaching seminars, and I have seen that nine technique drawn up and attempted to do what you're asking him to do. I've never seen in games or over any length of time, and I've been doing this 30, almost 25, 30 years, I've never seen that guy be able to make that play. That's going to let you down if you put that in. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. Tony Pollard, 12 yards away from getting to 1,000 yards for the first time in his career, is how big of a deal is that for Tony Pollard? And how big of a deal is the 1,000-yard threshold still as the schedule is expanded? Well, I think uh, it is really uh, uh, notable that you've got Zeke uh, in our running game as well. And he's a part of our, our offense that has two really uh, people, including himself, of course. And uh, to me, that's notable, big time. And to uh, step up there and have those 1,000 yards uh, with the back uh, sharing load with you like Zeke uh, uh, really is uh, notable. So uh, uh, he's, uh, uh, talent-wise, he's certainly, this isn't an aberration, he's very capable of, of uh, having that kind of production. Uh, last year, or last year, the the uh, the Dallas Cowboys benches showed up in Washington. Do you think that that's a possibility <laughs> that they show back up this year? <laughs> uh, they've got other things on their minds uh, other than the ball game itself, and um, that was uh, the only thing that uh, I smiled about when I saw that was I was ashamed I hadn't thought of it. <laughs> That is a that is a great point. That's pretty good getting in your so-called ass right there. <laughs> now we're talking with as if you didn't know. We're talking with Jerry Jones right here on one hundred five three. The fan. How Sam Howell will be making the start for the Commanders as opposed to Taylor Heineke, which is what we expected. How big of a deal or how difficult does that make it facing a rookie quarterback where there's not a lot of NFL tape on him yet? Well, that is certainly the the uh, handicap is uh, uh, you uh, uh, are going to be dealing with uh, some unknowns here, uh, and uh, but you're also uh, know know that you're going to be going against a uh, young uh, player that doesn't have a lot of experience, and when you play against a player like that, uh, you pull out your book on. What do you do for players? Remember Romo's first experiences, his first snap was he goes out and they put the rush on him. They know he's a rookie, know it's his first snap, and they put the rush on him. He throws the ball up. It goes almost straight up. I think they hit his arm. It gets intercepted right out here at our home field advantage. So uh, you uh, uh, try to take advantage when you can of rookie uh, uh, just generalized uh, rookie handicaps. If we haven't been there before, you want to make it fast and you want to make decision-making fast. Uh, one of the biggest things that a young quarterback has to do is slow it down mentally, literally, figuratively, slow the game down. Let it just kind of not be going as fast out there as the unfamiliarity of uh, 
causes and just slow down. Well, uh, obviously, uh, everybody would take advantage of an inexperienced quarterback in any way they can like that. Now, Jerry, I want you to go back a couple of years and try and think of this when, when Mike McCarthy was hired uh, and and then look at where you are right now. You have a chance to have a franchise-tying 13th game. and I don't know if the players, if that means a lot to them. I don't know like what it means to the coaching staff or you and the franchise itself, but did you have this kind of imagination that Mike McCarthy could bring this kind of stability to this Cowboys team then? Well, let me start off by saying huge, huge. The 13th win of the season is uh, uh, every reason that you could want to uh, uh, not have this a getting ready game for something else. 13 wins a big deal. And I know we're playing 17 this year, but it's still a big deal. We don't have many of those in my past, obviously, as far as I don't want to use my and I and me, but still, I don't. And the facts are we don't have many of them. And uh, first, you cast this question with Mike at the, as the subject mm-hmm. and uh, Mike McCarthy. And uh, I'd be it's great for him to put a 13-win season in his resume. And it's great for me to put it on my general manager's <laughs> That is resume. nice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it's just important. Now, we know uh, what's important is uh, it uh, usually means you're getting in the playoffs and now you say, well, that's important. Well, I'll tell you this. You go through the stat books and you look at coaches' records and look at team records, and there's a lot of stuff in there that's about how the franchise has done, a team has done, or a coach or a player has done that aren't playoff games. And why is all that in there? It's because it's important. Now, we have talked a lot throughout the week about the importance of this game against the Commanders, but there is another important game happening in the Metroplex the next day as TCU goes for a national championship while the team is involved with Sunday's game. How excited are you for Monday and TCU getting a shot at a national title? I'm so impressed and proud of uh, what TCU is doing. Uh, The fact that they're here is uh, 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 just magical. And uh, uh, I don't mean it to be uh, uh, rare in that sense. I mean it to be from the standpoint of uh, uh, having come as far as this team and this school has come when you look at the lay of the land today. Uh, this is more impressive than if it had been done at any time in my mind in college football for TCU, a school of that enrollment, a school of that uh, stature, stepping up here and having a chance to win the national championship in one ball game, one ball going the right way. Uh, This is particularly impressive now that you have the ability of these players to move around and and, uh, have other incentives than than they have ever been there before for, uh, uh, let's say, uh, wealthier teams, can I say that? Yeah. Uh, whether it be tradition or whether it be financial. But to be able to sit up here in the face of the way the game is today in college and be lining up and taking a kickoff to win a national championship is a huge deal for TCU. Yeah, and for them to be doing it at SoFi Stadium, that's got to have a little bit of a warm place for you too, huh? 
Well, it does, and that's big time. And we thought when that stadium was being built, entertainment capital of the world, and uh, we had in mind, really, uh, for our game, certainly football, we had in mind this type of showing. And it's going to get it, all the glitz and glamour of of everything about football that you can have today. Uh, but the great thing, again, is that this team, TCU team, is no joke. Boy, it is a sound, uh, sound, sound uh, team that can uh, beat, uh, uh, can win this game. And uh, uh, do they have an uphill battle? They do. But should they do it, it'll be one of the real sports stories of my, frankly, would be a, one of the sports stories of my time. Uh, Jerry, uh, I don't know if you happen to see that Washington did unveil a new mascot, and it is uh, it is Tutty. <laughs> have you have you gotten to see Tutty? And I wanted to get your thoughts on Tutty so far. I didn't. Uh, no, I haven't uh, been introduced officially. I guess uh, uh, I guess I'll get it uh, up there. You know, it's a great tradition between uh, Rowdy and and uh, the Washington mascot. Uh, the the uh, one of the first. One of the first characters I met was the Washington mascot when I became a part of the Dallas Cowboys. And by the way, uh, he came when we lost uh, Rowdy—not uh, Rowdy, but when we lost Crazy Ray—and mm-hmm. uh, which it was more than a mascot in my mind. But boy, I love that relationship between Crazy Ray and the Washington mascot. And if you could get one going like that between us and the Commanders again, that would be good. Well, we appreciate your time as always, and if you want to call us back after the vote, obviously we'd be <laughs> glad to take your call. <laughs> it uh, it looks pretty good, uh, pretty solid, uh, what you're reading about right now. It'd, it'd, it'd be surprising not to see it go that way. All right, excellent. Fantastic. Appreciate it very much, good sir. Bye. There you go, Jerry Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. So a couple of different things that I took from that, obviously. By the way, the Washington guy was called Chief Z. Chief Z. Chief All right. Z. Interesting. Okay. I, I feel do like want to know Crazy if, Ray versus Chief Z. If Tuddy and, and Rowdy met at midfield, who would win that battle in your mind? He'll remember Tuddy. <laughs> I, he'll, he'll remember that mascot when he sees it. Is A couple of things is, I mean, he will. I like the way you put that. Is a couple of things is... He said the vote's about to happen. Like, in 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. that vote is going to take place. But then also the last thing he just threw in there is, I think the vote's going to go the way that, you know, everyone has kind of reported on how it's going to go. So we will see if there's any contention there because there were some rumblings that maybe somebody with the Bengals member of the competition committee did not like this change in the midst of the season. I can totally understand how how they wouldn't. Like, that makes a lot of sense. They're like, hold on. We were in we were in a different area, yeah. And this wasn't like I totally get it from their perspective because they're kind of the one team. They didn't they didn't lose a player, and I know this is like on a different scale of things, but they didn't lose a player. They were looking at it, going, "Hey, we have a chance to win a game and put ourselves in really good position." And they were trying to capitalize on what they accomplished last year. So I can totally see how the the Cincinnati Bengals would be looking at this a, a different way than the rest of the league. Yeah, and to your point, watching the game, they had gone down, quickly scored a touchdown. I mean, yeah. almost easily scored a touchdown. Buffalo drove on them. They were able to stop them in the red zone. Then, as that play was happening, that was another first down. That was, once again, it looked like Cincinnati was about to go down and with two possessions, make it 14-3. to three. Now, I don't know if they would have yeah. punched it in, this and that, but 
they would have then had the tiebreaker over Buffalo, which pushes them to the two seed. And that would be huge if in the divisional round, two versus three were to play, that you would have it in Cincinnati rather than in Buffalo. And that is, hey, I I totally get everything. I don't want to go down that path. I definitely don't want to get anywhere close to where Skip Bayless went to. But that's where you look at it and go, man, for Cincinnati, this could really hurt their chances if they have to go to Buffalo and go to Cincinnati, possibly. And we're going to get to Cowboys bingo. I was just showing and, it up on the Twitch. And in the next segment, we're going to talk with Vicki Spagnola. We're going to fire up our Cowboys bingo. Let's get all of that going next right here on 105 Through the Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 